Welcome to the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. I'm Heidi Jones, health and lifestyle coach, and my mission is to help you to take daily action to achieve your goals and create a balance between your career and health. I know you have a big vision and goals for your life and career. So let's jump into this episode and talk about how to make it happen. Welcome to the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast and this special bonus episode with Sheikha Latifa, the daughter of Sheikha Ahmed bin Juma Al Maktoum and Sheikha Hessa bin Rashid Al Maktoum, sister to Sheikha Mohammed bin Rashid Al Maktoum, the Vice President and Prime Minister of the UAE and ruler of Dubai. Now, we live in a culture where we're praised as superwomen if we do everything by ourselves. But this you can have it and do it all mentality is actually the downfall to long-term success and high-level performance. So how do we break this mindset and avoid the inevitability of burnout? You ask for help, you seek the guidance of experts, and you have people around you that believe in you and and want you to succeed. This short and sweet conversation with Her Highness delves into what life looks like when your passion becomes your career and you take it to elite level. So the topics discussed in this episode are how to keep passion alive when you're doing what you love every day, the positive impact to taking time off to rest, keeping perspective on your why and how this will get you through the most challenging times. And to reach high performance, you must ask for help. Her Highness is a true example of how we can live a life full of passion, purpose and meaning. Your Highness, welcome to the show. Are you good today? I'm very well. Thank you, Heidi. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm so happy to see you and I'm going to start by saying thank you for making the time to join me today for this chat. You know, I don't know about you, but over these like last 12 months, I've really taken a lot away from like watching people or seeing people like you kind of like keep focused and motivated to like keep pursuing like your goals and and like your passion. Um, and it's really helped me kind of do the best I can as well through these times, um, you know, these challenging times that we've had over this last year. I'd love to know is that what's been motivating you? What's been keeping you inspired? So basically, uh, for me, I was actually talking to someone about this today. Um, it's basically about the people around you, right? They're the ones who hold you accountable. So having the right kind of people around you keep you motivated, hold you accountable. Um, I also, I think, kind of keep you a bit competitive and you want to get better. So, you know, a little bit of competition is never a bad thing. That's awesome. You know, let's go back a little bit. Tell me more about how you got into show jumping. You know, has it always been your passion? So riding has always been in the family. Uh, We all ride. I think uh, we're born on the horses. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But... uh, For me, show jumping, I started it at around the age of like nine. Uh, 
Um, and I really loved it because I found it a little bit more complicated than just regular writing. Um, uh, there's so much communication that you need to have with the horse and so much understanding. And it's basically a couple. Um, you have to be able to work together. You have to match. And uh, that kind of is what I love about show jumping. You love your horses, don't you? I do. I'm a little crazy. <laughs> tell tell us about your horse. Have you got? Is it one horse that you ride more than others, or do you have like a team? How does it work? So basically, at the moment, I've got eleven horses uh, work, um, and um, yeah, each horse has his own purpose. Each horse can do things better than the other. Um, what I'm doing at the moment more than anything is I'm producing a lot of young horses. And um, I love that because very interesting. It's never boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are so many ups and downs about it. Uh, and you have to be very creative because every horse is an, is an individual and you have to treat it as such. And you can't think that they all fit in a box. You have to really try to go into, um, for example, the, um, you know, some horses are more flexible than the other. Some horses are more stiff. Some horses are quicker, smarter, uh, take a bit longer to understand. Um, some horses are just naturally talented. Some horses, you have to work on the talent. So, it depends. Um, and that's kind of what I like about young horses is that you never know until you get there. And it's always a challenge. And I guess you can dream, you know, when that's already done that, you, you know what they are. But with the young horses, you kind of dream a little bit more. Oh, that's awesome. This is what people don't, I don't think, see that side of, do they? How much of a connection you have to have with your horse it's like a it's not just down to the horse to go out it's it's actually about both of you being able to work together isn't it yeah it's really insightful yeah it's it's um it's basically a couple you have to understand each other and what people also don't realize is that you're in the ring for a minute and a half yeah like it's so short you can't make any mistakes and with split second decision that your horse has to be ready. You have to be ready. There's so much preparation and um, they have to understand the horse has to understand what you're asking has to be also prepared for what you're asking. You can't expect it to do something in the ring that you never ask for at home or, you know, so they have to be physically ready, but also mentally ready to accept that. Yeah. So do you spend a lot of your days then with the horses? Is that kind of part of the training you know, tell us a bit of like your day in the life of a show jumper. I mean, we're talking a professional athlete show jumper here. So let's go there. So basically, I'm up very early in the morning I'm in the stables between five, six hours. Um, then I am back home, but the horses are still always being exercised. So even when I'm back home, they have a program. So they get walked in the afternoon. They get exercised again if needed. Um, you know, I take them swimming. They go swimming. Uh, they go uh, grazing if they need to. Um, but then afternoon is for me. 
I work on myself. So I go to the gym, try to get stronger, um, and also take care of myself because you can't neglect yourself, right? Like you have to make sure you're healthy um, and have some time for yourself. So the afternoon is for me, whether it's in the gym or getting a massage or just taking care of myself. Yeah. And when you say taking care of yourself, I know that you have you have to work really hard at being mentally strong when it comes to this type of work and being in this, I suppose not an in, you know, industry, but having this as your passion, this is something that isn't easy to keep moving forward with. This is a huge, a huge uh, way to live, isn't it? So how do you obviously, one, look after your physical self. I know you go to the gym. That's where we've met. You know, you turn up, sweat, you know, do the handstand push-ups, push the sled. You go all in physically. But how do you also look after yourself mentally as well to get to get to the level that you're at? So I think that's actually very hard to balance. Um, I know I struggled one, one season where I reached out to you. And, uh, you helped me a lot with that because, again, you know, although – I have a trainer with riding. I needed something else. I needed someone to just kind of tell me, you know what? These are your goals. This is what you need to do. And you just focus on that. And everything else doesn't matter. And you just have to focus on your goals. And it is a very hard like thing to balance. For example, um, even just to take a day off, you feel guilty yeah. about it. You know, you're always still there. Um like I know yesterday um, I had calls to do uh, regarding the horses and I was like, you know what? No, I need time away from them. It's my day off. I need to take it off. Like I don't want to think about them at the moment. I'm there all the time, 24 seven. My groom can call me whenever he wants. Um, I get messages at 2 a.m. at night, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so I needed that day where I was like, you know what? No. Yeah. This, this is my time. So you have to have these like boundaries in place. You have yeah. to be able to kind of let go and be like, they're going to be okay without me there all the time, but you know, and I'm going to be better for it. Exactly. Exactly. It's very hard because it's a responsibility. It's just for me, they're my kids. And, uh, you know, um, Although I have really good people taking care of them, um, I still like to be involved. Um, yeah. There's a problem I need to know. Uh, you know, um, I have a girl at the moment who's helping me and she's not used to that, somebody being that involved, you know. And I'm like, no, I need to know everything. Like, I don't care if they coughed once, I want to know about it. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay, I can imagine how protective you are, though, over them, because one, you spend all day with them, you know, like five, six days a week. And, you know, you have a, a connection that only you can kind of create with them. No one else will kind of understand that. And yeah, it must be really hard to detach. Absolutely. It's so hard. And um, it is a struggle. Every day is a struggle. Um, and I've got horses that I do not like anybody else to ride them. And even if I need help that day, I'm like, no, this one I need to do because no one understands. 
and they're going to get upset and no. <laughs> Attachment issues. Attachment issues. Well, it sounds like you put a lot of pressure on yourself to kind of, is it that you put a lot of pressure on yourself or is it around the expectation you have of yourself to make sure that they are getting everything they need and that, that you're kind of, I suppose, in control of what the future is? Um, in a way, yes, but I'm also kind of, um, I feel like with horses, um, they're like kids, you know, if you tell them something and someone else tells them something else, different boundaries, then they don't understand. And then you kind of have to be hard on them. And then I don't think that's fair. So I'm like, you know, I'd rather just they always have the same boundaries. Everything is the same. And it's just easier. And I find it very hard to communicate how I want things to be done. I just struggle with communicating. Um, and sometimes I get misunderstood. <laughs> and then that frustrates me because then, yeah. I'm, yeah, but that's not how I wanted it done, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it is it's me. <laughs> <laughs> but it does get done because you will make sure it does. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's your kind of like high expectation. But you have to have high expectations to get to the level of performance that you have. You know, last year, I know you took yourself off. You took yourself off. You worked super hard to get to yeah. those yeah. qualifiers. Obviously, it didn't quite go to plan. But to get to that level, tell us like the difference of, you know, I'm a sh- say you're like, I'm a show jumper, but now I'm going to take it to Olympian level. What What's the transition in kind of the day or maybe just the the attitude towards it? So my first, um, like my first Olympic qualifiers, I was very young. Um, It was in 2007, uh, qualified. And then that whole year heading out to the games was very hard. Um, A lot of pressure, a lot of expectation. It wasn't fun. And um, it, it, I really struggled with enjoying my horse. And I just want another shot at it so I can still be that professional, but still have fun. Because in the end of the day, you know, you work so hard, you have to go in and enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, why are you doing it? I think that's such an important message. Yeah. No point in doing something that you don't enjoy. Though it's your profession, if you don't enjoy it, there's no point. How have you been able to change that then for yourself? So the experience, did that just teach you a lesson, that that experience itself? That really taught me a lesson. But then again, um, a year or two ago where I reached out to you, I was going back in that kind of mindset where I needed to, you know, put everything back into perspective and say, you know what, you do this for you not for anyone else. You need to go and have fun. And I think you brought, you reminded me of that. And I need that because although I know it, but sometimes you need someone to tell you. Absolutely. Because you can get lost, can't you, in your own thoughts and lose perspective of kind yeah. of that why you were there. How do you stay connected with your why now then? What helps you keep the fun going and like keep it, pa- you know, keep it still a passion and not just a job uh so at the moment I have young horses 
four young horses and they are so much fun. Yeah. Like they keep the dream alive. And um they're all very different. Each one is different in their own way. I but it's just such a pleasure and it keeps my mind working all the time thinking what can I do for this one? How can I make this one better? And then that kind of keeps it fun for me and it's not um with the older horses it has to be a bit serious you know it has to be a bit a job uh with young horses it doesn't really matter that much at this stage you know so we can have fun a little bit and experiment and try something new with the older horses you kind of know what works what doesn't and you just have to stick with that and sometimes that gets a bit repetitive a bit boring um but yeah, we try, I try to keep it interesting for them as well. So they're not always doing the same thing. They're not always, um, yeah, they're, they're keeping it, keeping it fun for them as much as it is for me. Oh, that's a great balance. So you've, 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 you've learned that I need to have this like exactly. sense of just fun, enjoyment exactly. and the young horses bring that into your life. And you're exactly. like, if I'm doing that, then this is, this is, the rest of it is kind of like a lot easier to kind of deal with on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Yeah? Oh, that's so good. So good. So, you know, obviously this is, you can tell just by hearing you talk about your horses. And I mean, I've known you for a little while now and I know how much this brings you joy in your life. Like this is your passion. Where do you see yourself going in the future? I didn't look that far ahead. No. <laughs> no. Just playing with young horses, having fun. <laughs> uh, no, well, I've got my older horses. Um, I'm still trying to work on improving. Like last season was quite difficult for me. Um, I had an injury at the end of last year. Um, and that put me out. I lost a little bit of confidence when I first started coming back. Um, but I worked a lot actually in the gym uh, and that really helped me and uh, also realizing you know you can't control everything right like there are things that are out of your control if something's going to happen it's going to happen you can be as prepared as you want but you know accidents do happen and you just kind of have to accept it yeah you have to be flexible don't you and recognize that it's not the end of something no no. you can you can turn it around into whether it's a learning or you know just an opportunity to do something different yeah what have what have you been doing different then since the injury what do you see kind of this year bringing so there are two things that I started I started working on my mobility uh, because I fractured my neck twice. (laughs) So, you know, um, it goes into spasm quite a lot. Um, And I've been, I've been doing mobility twice a week, plus my nutrition. I've been working with a nutritionist and also now recently having a meal plan Ah, because I realized for me, I try to, calculate my macros, make sure I was eating enough. Um, but again, I'm so busy. I can't really be thinking of that all yeah. the time. So you know what? Meal plan. And uh, it's helped. Like I'm, I've got much more energy. Uh, I feel better. Um, I don't get that slump in the middle of the day. And, you know, you, you need, you need to fuel yourself and 
these are the two things that I've been doing differently. And um, when I started training back in the gym, like doing the classes again, I was very shocked with myself that, yeah, I could do this with no pain. Although oh, wow. I was away from it for a while, for a couple of months. But when I came back to it, I'm like, yeah, this doesn't hurt. <laughs> and this is how it's meant to feel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you do, but you're not always have you don't always have to be in pain. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I'm so glad to hear that you're not in pain and that effort, you know, that kind of taking a bit of time out for yourself into kind of reset, isn't it, yourself. You recognize there's something here I need to work on. Exactly. This is my opportunity to do it. And you've gone all in and got some rewards from that. Oh, that's really that's great. Yeah. So with your, um, you know, with your career moving forward, have you got any big goals that you're working towards, uh, whether they're short term or long term? So at the moment, uh, we have the Asian Games. Uh, mm-hmm. We have not. Well, when is it going to be? It's going to be next year. So mm-hmm. that's kind of my goal. I've got a horse that I think will be great for that. Um, and it's one that I bred and produced myself. I could get her ready for that it will be it, it will be great like she um she did really well um last season uh, not last season the season before that she did amazing uh she was placed in a lot of big classes and she was one that I really struggled with uh, I didn't have confidence with her um I found her very weird <laughs> <laughs> And I couldn't get her, but I went to um, an Olympic trainer. Um, his name is Ludger Bierbaum. And I basically told him, I was like, listen, I don't have any confidence with her. I, I'm actually scared to jump her. And, you know, I wasn't ashamed of saying that. Uh, I was like, I need help. So he yeah. basically tried to figure out what was the best way for her. But he's, he's such an experienced rider that um, he knows horses and he just gave me the tool I needed and just kept, we just kept working on it with my trainer and she improved so much. Oh, wow. And again, that's an example, isn't it? That your support network makes such an impact that you're not afraid to ask for help. You know, it's not something you see as a, a bad thing. It's like, this is my way to be able to like get the best out of this horse and and moving forward with, you know, your aspirations. Yeah. I think if you're ashamed to ask for help, you're never going to progress in life. Um, yeah. Because I think everybody has uh, some knowledge to give. Um, it doesn't matter if uh, it's in the same sport as you or something different, but somebody can always give you some sort of information that you're you're like, oh, that could work here, you know. Uh, that's such an insightful piece of uh, takeaway. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that, Latifa. It's been such a nice, but I know short, short and sweet conversation today. But I would, you know, like we said at the beginning, we could talk all day, <laughs> especially about your horses. I would love to hear more. Um, but, you know, you are super busy and I really appreciate this time that you've given me and to the listeners. There's so much they're going to take away from that. So thank you so much. If there's one thing that you could give 
as a piece of advice for people that are on the verge of like they want to live with more passion, more purpose and meaning? What would you say? What piece of advice would you give them? I think you have to find something that excites you to wake up in the morning. I think when you find that, it'll be very easy. But it's just about looking forward to the next day. And if you don't have that thing that actually, you know, makes you want to go to bed early and wants like want to wake up in the morning to get things done because there's not enough hours in the day to to do what you love, right? So find that and when you'll find that you'll you're you're good to go, I think. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing. And I look forward to seeing you at the next class. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the next in a fight <laughs> the next in a fight class. And um I will speak to you soon thank you so much thank you so much Heidi thank you for listening to this episode I'm sure you've taken something away I'd love to hear what resonates or what insight you have had from listening to this episode please just hop over to my Instagram at Heidi underscore Jones underscore coaching but you can follow her highness's passion for show jumping on her Instagram at Latty underscore Mac. So that's L-A-T-I underscore M-A-K. Okay, I will be back soon with a new series of the Heidi Jones Coaching Podcast. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on that new episode coming up in the upcoming summer months. Okay, bye for now.